You're listening to Podiatry Marketing, conversations on building a successful podiatry practice with Tyson Franklin and Jim McDonald. Welcome back to Podiatry Marketing. I'm your host, Jim McDonald. With me, as always, is Tyson Franklin. Tyson, how are things going today? I'm fantastic, Jim. It's uh, oh, August at the moment, so we're towards the end of winter in Australia, but which is no real big deal for um for for me in Cairns down south it gets a little bit colder but up here in Cairns to give you an equivalent it's probably usually during the day 75 to 80 degrees Fahrenheit and that's our winter nice yeah that's that's probably one of the few months where I'm actually warmer than you are and more humid than you are so uh I'll take I'll take what I can here in Montreal so that's always good yeah so so where you are is it like a definite four seasons or is it only two seasons cold and hot (laughs) <laughs> well that's the thing they said it's two seasons it's winter and construction those yeah. are the two seasons in montreal because just uh constant potholes that are trying to fill all spring oh, because summer, of the winter. all along yeah because of the winter the the, fe- the freezing and thawing really causes like huge gaps in the road to open okay. up um i mean we do have nice fall honestly like you know kind of um montreal's just north of like vermont and new york so you kind of get these like appalachian like you know you know the, the the colors, the the reds, the oranges, the yellows of the the trees. You know, changing colors in the fall. So, you know, I, I joke about the winter in construction, but um, it definitely feels like winter can be four to six months depending on the year. So, yeah, well, I suppose it's up here in Cairns, even though we only have two seasons, warm and warmer. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> but we also have a wet season. So during the summer, is usually a mon- yeah like monsoonal type weather. It can rain constantly for weeks or it mightn't rain. <laughs> you just don't know what you're going to get. And sometimes it'll go a little bit longer. More rain we get, roads flood, potholes, exactly the same thing. So, yeah. But we don't base the seasons on based on potholes as you do. <laughs> so let's get yeah, started that, for today. Yeah, let's get rolling. What are we going to talk about today? Well, I wanted to talk about creating a yearly marketing planner. So it's sort of like not thinking about tactics or anything like that or what you're specifically going to do it's more looking at your whole year as almost like a roadmap so it's just giving you some direction on where you are say in january for example or say august now and what are you going to be doing over the next 12 months so a lot of people will start this january and do it for 12 months which is how i do it but you can start it at any time and the idea is really just to give you direction without too many specifics and and I always say your, your yearly marketing planner is actually set in stand. You can add things, take things away. It's it's really just set in sand. It's not set in concrete. I, the joke I always say when I'm doing talks is the only thing set in concrete is Jimmy Hoffa. The Americans will get that, but the, the Canadians and Australians will be like, what are you even talking about? So. Uh, go and look up Jimmy Hoffa. It's really funny. Once you understand the joke, it's a funny joke. So, but yeah, but I do. I look at it. You, you're, you're designing... Where do, what do you want to do over the next 12 months? And there's so many different parts of, of your business. And and I think if you can plan it out and give you some form of direction, then it's not just for you, but it's also for your team. It's also if a, uh, if a sales rep came and saw you or if somebody said, oh, there's this event on, does it fit in with our plans for the next 12 months? Or this is something you just put off till next year. No, that's a really good point. I think you like... I think we talked a little bit before the show started recording you know there's there's definitely even within podiatry there are seasonal things that uh you definitely should touch on and when you take time and just step back a little bit sometimes those things become more apparent or more obvious than if you're just like 
going from month to month with no overall plan. You're just kind of like, you know, sprint, stop, sprint, stop without really kind of having a high level overview. Yeah. And, and I think when, you, when you're planning out, like say over seasons, most countries will have four seasons, except where you are, it's cold and potholes. But <laughs> I'm sure the activities that people do, say in your neck of the woods during winter, are going to be completely different to me. So you can't you can't just base on what other people are doing. So in Cairns, we do we have four seasons. We we have summer, really hot. We have autumn, it's just hot. We have winter, it's beautiful. But for most people down south, they can't go. Still a bit hot, but it's no humidity. And then it go into spring, and it really starts to hot up again. So we're a very outdoors type climate. Even when it's raining, people still want to go to the beaches go hiking yeah, up hills and we've got the reef and the rainforest so it's a very outdoors sort of area if you're in a colder climate you actually have those four seasons snow yeah cold coming out of it and then you, you then you'll actually have a quite a hot summer your activities will change so i think that's something that you need to look at your yearly planner and distinctly break it up into quarters to start with what what happens over those seasonal changes and does it affect how you will approach your marketing no, I think that's a great idea. Like you said, like, you know, obviously Canada gets this uh, stereotype that they're basically hockey obsessed, right? So like yeah. if it's hockey season, you know, maybe that's a, a time to like put forth a marketing plan to get uh, those patients that need either an update to their orthotics or maybe they need new orthotics. There's definitely, like you said, there's custom ways to kind of make sure that what your marketing is doing and is what you want to do in your practice also aligns with that specific seasonal need of the patient. Yeah, because I've seen people say in Australia the normal soccer season will kick off or football. Well, football if you're in the UK, soccer in Australia or America, but some people in Australia say football as well. But the season will normally kick off around April, so like say junior sports. So if you were going to write something about soccer, you want to do a bit of a promotion towards because soccer is a really really big sport in Australia, especially at junior level, and it probably is in the states as well. Is if you're wanting to really target that area then don't write all these articles or do a big push about soccer in november it's not the time of the year to be doing it it's yeah you know, your march april leading into that season is when you want to do it so you look at your marketing planner soccer is a sport or or triathlons might be a sport when does that kick off when is it starting and put your focus into that sporting area in that particular time no i think that's a that's hugely important and uh you know, I think in, in, it's, what I've noticed in Canada, for example, is that soccer has really started to take off because the men's national team is going to be at the World Cup this year. So like, oh, okay. it's it, it's also being aware of like what's going on in some of those areas. Maybe you, you are in sports medicine, you know that soccer is kind of having a moment in your country or where you're based at and kind of utilizing that kind of momentum. And, you know, not, obviously you're, you're probably not going to be the like, the podiatrist for that national team but there's ways to you know associate yourself with that kind of that that movement or that momentum in maybe an area of practice that you want to market and you know something you would enjoy doing in your in your in your own clinic yeah and it's also what what's really popular in your town so in cans here netball i don't know do you, do you know what netball is uh not really not really okay <laughs> go and google that netball it's like basketball without a backboard and, com okay. and completely different rules the only similarity actually is the ball's round and it's a completely different ball as well. So really I have no idea what I'm talking about. But <laughs> <laughs> I did. I have played mixed netball a couple of times. 
And it's a really fast stop start, really rugged on your knees, ankles. It's prone to a lot of injuries, lower limb injuries. Cairns, we have a massive netball competition up here. And we were, my clinic was a sponsor for for probably eight years that we used to sponsor the local uh, netball competition. But at certain times, they pretty much played all year round, but they did have major competitions at certain times. So it was the same thing. And they also had like a national netball competition now, which is which is quite big. So as that's kicking off, you know, maybe you need to talk about netball. So it's it's really thinking about what sports you're interested in. Because if you have no interest in soccer and don't care about it, then you may go, that's not what I'm after. I, I might, you know, when's tennis kick off? But be aware of all the different sporting seasons and put that into your marketing planner. The idea is you have it in your marketing planner. Whether you do something about it or not is really up to you. But if you don't put it in the planner, the season could start and finish or be halfway through it before you go, oh, that's right. Bloody tennis has started, the netball has started, the soccer has started. We should have done something. And next thing your competitors have. No, that's a perfect example. I think one, of, like I've told you previously, I was a big uh, into the running scene, the sports medicine scene. And yeah. where I practiced in Eugene, Oregon, you know, not only did they host the USA track and field trials, but, you know, there would be an annual marathon or a couple of large annual races each year. And a lot of those, those uh, you know, races would have kind of a training program. Maybe it's eight weeks or 12 weeks before the Eugene Marathon. Um, so that just knowing that those things exist, that not only the race itself, but also this training plan or the training groups and, you know, finding your ways to co-market with some of those other folks, whether it be physiotherapists, physical therapists, um, the race organization, there's a lot of interesting marketing opportunities that happen along, like you talked about, whether it be soccer, these different physical activities where, you know, someone's going to get an overuse injury or maybe a traumatic injury where you can be uh, a real value add um, in, in multiple ways. Well, I definitely agree. It's like you said, it's that lead up up to the sport. So even though I say rugby league here in Australia, the main competition kicks off March. Most local comps will be March, April. But there is, there's, you don't just, oh, the season started, let's all rock up with our boots and run out in the field, <laughs> which I have done that and I don't advise it. There is usually at least a two-month pre-season training leading up to any sport if you're going to take it serious. So when I was playing on the Gold Coast and I was playing A-grade down there and even I was playing A-grade rugby union up here, there was at least a two-month training period up to And the amount of injuries people used to get at training just when they were kicking back off because they may may not have done too much for a couple of month break. So that's that's a really good point. It's not just when the season starts, it's that pre-season actually leading up to it. So it needs to be no, in, sure. needs to be in your yearly marketing planner. Yeah, and it's something you can if you if you enjoy it, if it works out one year, the great thing about some of these annual events is it's going to come back around on the calendar the next year, right? So yeah. and then maybe you missed something the previous year. Maybe this one didn't work and there's something you want to try instead. Um, you know, things like high school sports. I don't know how it's in Australia, but like high school sports are huge in North America and those are also on an annual basis. So the more you are in tune with those types of patients you want to treat and what their schedules are, the more opportunities you'll have for sure. Yeah, I think high school sports in Australia have the popularity of marbles. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, people don't rush out to go and watch high school sports. But I have... But I was in the States and I was staying in an Airbnb on a, and it was a Friday night and I saw some lights on in the distance, had a few people <laughs> cheering and I thought, it is football season. So I went for a walk down the road. It was a local high school and 
so I went, oh, I've never sat in. So I went and got my hot dog and drink and sat in the stands with everybody and cheered for the <laughs> for the home team. And I was surprised how many people were at this high school game and these kids were terrible. They weren't very good. <laughs> I mean, they were not very good at all. They're dropping the ball everywhere and people are throwing it and it's just but they were getting a the crowd was getting behind them and the the local side won. So but it was it was actually a, a lot of fun. So it is. Like if so if you had a podiatry clinic in the States near a local high school that you know have a football team, then just be aware of when the football season starts, especially if you have an interest in that area. But I also think it's just major events throughout the year. Like when the Olympics are on, what can you do in your clinic or in your business or in your area to just build up to that? No, that makes a lot of sense. Like you said, once there's kind of these collect, you know, as, um, you know, media changes and as all these channels changes, there's very few kind of like, things that bind us all together. So finding those events like, is it the Olympics? Is it the Super Bowl in the US? Are these things that you can kind of like, um, you know, kind of co-market or produce um, in concert with, it really helps kind of like show that you are in touch with what's going on uh, in, that, in those types of areas or those things you want to practice. Yeah, well, I know when the Super Bowl used to be on, I think it's, is it the first Monday in February that's normally on? Something yeah, like that. Yeah, around there. Yeah, so when I knew it was on, if I was at the clinic, I had the Super Bowl on on the big TV set in the reception area. I don't care if patients liked it or not. But it was just something I always put it up there because to me, any major sporting event, we used to try and just put it on the TV because people just knew that knew about it and it was never going to be offensive. No one would sit there and go, hey, I'm offended that you've got <laughs> the Super Bowl and it's just disgusting, put it on the midday movie. So, But I think other things you can use the planner for is... If you have a special interest in certain areas, so whether it's running, could be heel pain, is throughout the year think, okay, are we going to talk about heel pain this time of the year? Are we going to talk about fungal nails as it leads up to summer? Do right. you have a, a, a back-to-school program that you're actually doing? We used to, every January, February, we used to have a, a concept that we did for eight weeks called the party's over and it's time to exercise. So it used to be January, <laughs> February, because a lot of people would set all the New Year's resolutions and... Usually by about the second week of January, they've given up on them all <laughs> because the pro how we had it done, it used to say, oh, geez, I can't remember the exact wording. Oh, usually I can. Usually once I get started, I can actually remember it. Oh, that's right. The party's over and it's time to exercise. But a painful feet stopping you? If so, you should see the foot doctors at Proarch Podiatry and then we'd have the details. <laughs> so that was how the ad actually went. We would have it in print. We, would, we had a, a video done up of it that were just still shots. But the talking went over the top and we used that on our social media pages. We had uh, radio going at the same time saying, the party's over. But a painful feat stopping and we go through the same thing. That was my radio voice. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Uh, it's funny that uh, the Super Bowl Sunday is on Monday in Australia. That's the joys yeah. of a... Uh, international podcast like we have so you said monday and i was like yeah no sunday but like yeah oh, true. it would be monday for you <laughs> true yes yes we're, we're in the future that's why you, you can always ring future. me you can always ring me and tell me did the world come to an end no no it's still going <laughs> but some other things like i always talk about like previous episodes we've talked about the marketing pillars and yep. one thing i do with some of the groups that i do coaching that with i say to them every month pick a pillar and make that your focus for the month. So you look at your 12 months and go, okay, where are we going to put the pillars each month? What's our monthly focus going to be in each of those marketing pillars? And and get your team involved. The best thing about it, like you said previously, is once you do it up, 
and the year finishes, you can reflect back on that and use previous year to help you plan the next one. And the more years you do that in a row, the better it gets, the more fine-tuned it gets. And then when an opportunity arises, you go, okay, where can this fit in? It's not going to fit in. Or you can go, wow, that's great. There's a, you know, the Cairns Ironman is in June. So let's make sure we're there and let's put a tent up just down the road from where you actually have to pay to have a tent and, <laughs> and just do a big promotion. That We did that for a few years. That was a lot of fun. No, that's a great idea. I think, like you said, you don't have to have it all figured out in year one. It's kind of an no. incremental process. And it's one of those things that just get just get started. And uh, like whether it's little the first year, you can just continue to build off that. And like you said, once you have that rotation of events or ideas on paper planned out, it just makes it so much easier in year two, three, four. Um, and you can really know dial in what works and what doesn't, you know, and eliminate what doesn't work. So I think those are all really good points there, Tyson. Yeah, so we used to, and at the end of the month, we would, as the month was progressing, we would do certain activities. We would take notes down, what worked, what went well, what didn't go so well, and if we could do it again, what would we change? And we would put these notes down, like in a book, that uh, sort of related to each month. At the end of the month, we'd then do a reflection of the month. If we had that whole January ever again, what would we change? And we would start noting down some things. So then when we got to the end of the year, we'd reflect over the whole year, read all their notes that we took throughout the year. Because tell you right now, in December, you cannot remember anything about the previous <laughs> January. <laughs> Just I can't remember what I did yesterday, let alone what I did in January. That's why I love this. I barely remember last week's podcast. What did we talk about last week? <laughs> but even when you see those police shows and the cop turns up and says, uh, what were you doing on June the 24th in 2017? <laughs> my God, I have no idea. I'd have to go to my diary. Yeah. But but that's the thing. By keeping track of as you're doing things, what went well, what didn't go well, what would you change? And you do that each time you do an activity. Then at the end of the month, doing a monthly reflection, noting that all down. Then at the end of the year, reviewing all those notes before you start the next year, you'll be, you, you'll be sending me gifts and thanking me for that tip. No, for sure. That, that's a great way to approach it just month by month instead of, like you said, trying to like cram all that stuff or forget, you know, 90% of it at the end of the year. Yeah, it's it's being proactive with your marketing as, as a big overview instead of just being reactive. Oh, the guy down the road is doing this, therefore I should do that. Oh, this person's you know, doing these uh, these really cool videos on Instagram. Oh, therefore I should be on Instagram. And it's people just these knee-jerk reactions to what everybody else is doing. And I think it's important to watch what your competitors are doing, but stop reacting to what they're doing. Look at what they're doing and think, okay, where's that fit in with the planning that I want to do or the direction I want to take my business? And if it doesn't fit, then don't worry about it. 100%. So I am covered on all that. Anyone who's listening to this today, sit down, start working out the next 12 months. And like I say, I, I like it January to December. I think that's a good period of time. But it's August now. So even if you start at September till December and then do a fresh one January through to December. And I tell you, it'll make a huge difference to how you actually run your business. No, for sure. I really appreciate those, those tips. Those are going to be very helpful for our listeners. Okay. I will talk to you next week, Jim. All right. Sounds good. Chase. Okay. Bye. Bye now. Thanks for listening to Podiatry Marketing with Tyson Franklin and Jim McDonald. Subscribe and learn more at Podiatry Marketing. That's the website address, 
podiatry.marketing.